The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh-huh. Well, I noticed dry brush where we wanted our bonfire and suggested we move it. Then Smoky Bear showed up and hugged me. So you noticed some wildfire hazards and moved your bonfire to a safer location. Yeah. Yeah, that's Smoky, all right. Just letting you know you did good. Hey, guys, that was Smoky. You owe me 20. Well, congratulations, and thanks for calling. There are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, Ad Council, and your state forester. This is Anthony Hopkins with an important message about cancer prevention and treatment. Did you know that the right foods can help prevent this frightening disease? New studies show that fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and other high-fiber vegetarian foods reduce the risk of certain cancers, and they may even improve survival. Visit cancerproject.org or call 866-906-WELL. Brought to you by the Cancer Project, a nonprofit organization advancing cancer prevention and survival. Did you know that car crashes are the number one cause of teen deaths? And that half of all teens that die, die in a car crash. So when you're with a friend and they're driving recklessly, say something. Say something witty like, you don't want to visit from the windshield fairy. Or maybe try a little sarcasm like, forgot where the brakes are, chief? Or you should just be straightforward with your friend and tell them to slow down or stop texting. After all, it could save your life. For more information, visit speakuporelse.com. Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Janine, and this is the Get the Funk Out Show. Coming up in just a bit, we're having special guest Joe Cipriano calling in. He is actually considered one of the top voiceover talents in America. You've probably heard him on various TV networks, award-winning shows, game shows, and so much more. And he's just written a book with his wife called Living on Air, Adventures in Broadcasting. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Joe Cipriano. Hi, Joe. Hey, Janine. How are you doing today? Great. Oh, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you were able to call in. You have a very interesting backstory into how you got to do what you're doing now. And before we get into your book and all these amazing things you're doing, tell me about how, at age 16, you managed to find your way into, you know, radio and broadcasting. Well, you know, I think like so many of us that have an interest in broadcasting, it it usually starts early on. Mm -hmm. And I was living in Connecticut, and actually it started much earlier. I was in fourth grade, and our grammar school uh, went on a tour of a radio uh, AM, FM, and TV complex in Hartford, Connecticut. And I just got the bug from that. I mean, it was wonderful seeing the TV studio and the cameras and all of that excitement, but it was when I was standing in the hall with the rest of my classmates looking through that big glass window mm-hmm. at these two men that were on the air, and they were laughing and having a great time and That's playing great. music, and it, was, it really was intoxicating. That's you know, amazing. It was a time when radio was the center of the community. We got all of our news, all of our entertainment and music, 
mm-hmm. comedy, everything came from, at that time, an AM Top 40 radio station. Sure, sure. So um, I just decided, listen, I, I want to do this. I-, I think I can do this because I'm not so good in school. I mean, let's, let's face facts <laughs> here. But this, I-, I know how to make people laugh, and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. I-, I think this is something I could do. And I called my local uh, disc jockey in Waterbury, Connecticut, and happened to hit upon a really wonderful, generous guy who probably was mentored by someone else at some point when he was younger and allowed me to come to the radio station, and that was just like... That's tremendous. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And that was all in Hartford? That was all in actually a smaller town called Waterbury. Oh, Waterbury, yes. And uh, that was at 14 years of age by the time I (gasps) I started hanging around the station. Look at you. And Yeah, and and in the book there are a lot of stories. You can imagine a 14-year-old kid from a small town at the number one top 40 radio station and all that there is to learn uh, things that you want to learn and things that maybe you're not quite ready to learn yet but it was all great and it all ended up being who i am today turned me into who i am today but it was an it's an exciting time and and uh, this book besides talking about what i do now which is voiceovers uh half of it is about radio and that and that era of radio and it's my love letter to radio really Oh, I love it. And that book is Living on Air. It just came out, right? It did. It just came out. It's mm. uh, it's very exciting, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So many people in the industry are, are backing you. I mean, Tom Bergeron writes, wrote something very nice, a great review, and all your peers. And it's, it's very exciting and very inspiring uh, for people that are perhaps just getting started or want to, you know, develop their career. What's interesting about you, one of the things I read on your website, joecipriano.com, was that you adapt, that you change. And I think that's... Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think that's, that's so important, and not only in the, uh, the field that I'm in, the field that you're in. I think it, it, uh, it crosses over to any career, any uh, ambition that you have. Uh, you have to um, stay current as to what's happening. I yes. mean, in what I do in, in voiceovers, a voice that worked two, three years ago might not work now because pop culture changes, styles change, the sure. way advertising is presented. Uh, everything changes, and it's very important to kind of stay on the balls of your feet, you know. That's right. And always uh, react to the changes as they're happening. But you have to look ahead and you have to be aware. So um, I think it's very important to do that. For me, I read the trades every morning, so I, I know what's going on in television, uh, what shows are coming up and maybe a show that I might be right for, and mm-hmm. I'll talk to my agent about it and, you know, pitch me on that show. But also, you know, there are a lot of different genres of voiceover. I happen to do what's called promo, and I work for the television networks mm-hmm. and uh, in helping to promote their shows. But at the same time, it's important to diversify and have, you know, have your outreach into many different genres. So that's how I got into live announcing where I do the Emmys and the Grammys and I've done game shows I've worked on Deal or No Deal with Howie Mandel and mm-hmm. I'm currently doing America's Got Talent in Hollywood Game Night with so Jane exciting Lynn. so you know it's important to uh, really kind of diversify yourself and, and be open to all these new things that come into your life into your career now let me ask you this because a lot of uh, people in the industry we you know we take classes and we develop our, our skills and did you basically learn uh, the various styles that you you do in different projects 
in in work, or did you also did you ever take a class, or is, <laughs> it's just basically the class of life and, and work experience? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, of course, I've taken a lot of classes mm-hmm. and workshops and seminars, and I work one on one with uh, with uh, vocal coaches and voice coaches, and I think that. Uh, you know, that's something that you should do throughout your career. Um, you know, I always look at people like, uh, if we go into sports and you look at somebody like a Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there's a guy that's probably the best golfer ever, you know, or at least one of the best. And to this day, he still has a swing coach. He's still working oh. and learning and changing and adapting. And I think in any, you know, field that you're, that you're working in and, and maybe that you have a success in, it, it's maybe not the smartest thing to keep doing what you've always done. That's right. Because of what we just talked about, how things do change. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I, I think it's good to have input from uh, people outside and entertain these new ideas, take them in, uh, take them in and ex- explore them, experiment with them. Uh, I think it just leads to growth. So, yes, education, continuing education and uh, working on your skills, I think is so very important. You know, one of the things I did recently is I took a class at the Groundlings, and oh, wow. I just found like that was so amazing in so many levels. And it's so important. Voiceover is obviously so competitive, and you 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 really have to have uh, a thick skin, obviously, mm-hmm. and and know that it's very subjective, and and just develop yourself in so many different ways, and be have a well-rounded life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to go to what you're saying about groundlings, Mm -hmm. to be involved with that, that is, oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, one of the things I think you learn there, and I'm sure you you, you found this as well, is thinking on your feet, which is so important. (laughs) But also what it opens up to you is listening, because when you're working in improv like that, you have to be aware of what's going on around you and react. Yes. to, you know, what's coming at you. That's right. And, and yeah, that's, that's so very important. And uh, I, I think that, you know, going to what you were saying after that, uh, having a positive attitude and being open to new ideas, I, I think, is, is very important. And there's no shortage of people when you try something new or you, you explain to somebody that you have a goal. Unfortunately, there are people out there that will say, Oh, you, you can't do that. That's right. There's so many people that do that. You're not going to be able to do that. And if you start listening to these people, that's what holds you back. So, right. you know, you're going to get a lot of negativity, like you said, that can come in. Um, but you have to believe in yourself and believe in your skills. And I think the difference between, you know, struggling for success and having success is to uh, gain a confidence in yourself. That's right. And once you have that confidence and that you're positive that you can make these dreams come true, people notice that, and you make those things happen. And you know what else you're making me think of is stop worrying about people believing in you. Believe in yourself. Oh, so true. You know? I mean, that's number one. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, in what we do, I'll get some voiceover people who will say, well, you know, I, I want to do that, and, and I hear this, this guy or this woman who works all the time and so I'm just kind of emulating what they do. I just kind of oh, do no. an impersonation oh, of no. them. And I, I say, you know, really, uh, that's really not the way to go. I think you believe in yourself. You put out there who you are. Be yourself, because guess what? Nobody else is doing that right now. That's right. <laughs> so be unique. That's why people want to hire you, to be yourself and be unique. You know, I was just listening to uh, some of your work on your website, 
And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Joe Cipriano. Uh, his website is joecipriano.com. And you can hear, you have a great sense of humor, obviously great sense of timing. And I love, I was listening to your demos. You have a lot of demos. And you can just hear, you know, the humor, whether it's the Howard Stern or whatever. And you're just very relaxed. You know, some announcers are a little bit more, you know, grand, grandiose. You're very relaxed. Right. Well, thank you. You know, I, I, you know, I talk about that in, in the book, about how much I love, what I do, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think you get that feeling when when you start to achieve some of these goals that you've set, and it's actually kind of hard to believe that you're you're doing it. Yes. And so when I'm working at NBC or CBS, or if I'm working at a game show or one of these live shows, and all these great things that I get to do, I almost have to pinch myself <laughs> a lot of times that wow, I really am doing this, and and just how much I enjoy it. And like what you said, I think that enjoyment, when you really truly are invested in something and you're enjoying every moment of it, it comes through in your in your performance. It you sure know? does. Yeah. It sure does. Tell me, uh, you have so many career highlights, but um, some award shows. I mean, what is it like being in front of a live audience? That's really a thrill. And, you know, it was. I was so fortunate to have a radio background uh, because when you get into doing a live show... Uh, well, you and I both know what it's like to, what we would say, crack the mic. Sure. You know, turn on the mic and you're live to whoever's out there. Sure. And, you know, we're used to in radio, there's a few hundred thousand people, maybe a million people that are out there. And you realize if you're doing the Grammy Awards, <laughs> well, wow, there's the, the planet is potentially out there. Of and, course. And it, that can make, I think, folks that don't have a radio background uh, and are used to live performing like that, that can make you tense up a little bit. Yes, you know, yes. And really think about what you're doing. But it's such a thrill to have that background and be confident in, okay, I understand that. I know what this is. But now I'm just going to jump into it and truly enjoy it. Yes. And, you know, there's nothing as fun as saying, you know, <laughs> live from Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, Let's hear it, Joe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's music's biggest night. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, what a thrill. Oh, you know? of course. It's great. Oh, how many times have you done that? I've done the Grammys uh, three times, mm-hmm. and I've done the Grammy nomination show, which was something new that they added on a few years ago that they do live on CBS. I've done that twice. I've done the Emmy Awards three times, and uh, I've also done shows like the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, which is such a kick because back when they were doing those, they would uh, uh, give awards out to music, television, and movies. So you had the biggest grouping of stars, you know, in one place. It was Oof. absolutely amazing. So that was really fun to do. That is exciting. And then how did you end up in the movie In a World with Lake Bell? <laughs> wow. Uh, again, <laughs> how fun was that? I mean, Lake Bell, who won the Waldo Salt Screenwriters Award at Sundance this Oof. year, And this little film that she had been working on for four years, in total it took her five years to get it from the concept writing into, you know, where people were actually able to watch it. And she is such a fan of voiceover. She um, went to acting school in in London. Really? They spend a lot of time, yeah, they spend a lot of time on the voice and vocalizing. And that's where she 
really began this love of voiceover, she was convinced that she was going to move to Los Angeles upon graduation and become the next great voiceover artist. I read that. Yes. <laughs> and instead, she says she became the next great waitress, you know, in Los <laughs> Angeles. But uh, the, the, the film is all about voiceover. Uh, it picks up after the great Don LaFontaine, who is the voice of every movie, trailer, oh, yes. TV network. He sadly passed away in 2008. Mm-hmm. And the premise of the movie, which is a comedy, is who will take over the mantle of in a world? You know, who will do that? Ooh. And uh, <laughs> auditioning for it, uh, Lake had wanted to have uh, a few real voiceover people in it. She cast some wonderful comedic uh, actors in it, like Rob Corddry and, and Dimitri Martin and uh, uh, Ken Marino and herself. And there are a lot of great cameos in it. So when I went to do the audition for it, it was exciting, you know, to, to oh, I'm meet sure. Lake. And, and uh, she was just so into it. She was almost giddy about being around voiceover people. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love so it. That, it, was a, it was a real kick. You know, it's great because a lot of people have that idea that they're going to go and, you know, give it their all. And it's, it is so competitive. And that's where I go back to you have to be – I had an agent years ago who said to me, that can't be your everything. You have to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly, and and kind of goes back to, you know, what I truly believe about diversifying yourself and finding where you fit in all different genres. And uh, you know, Don LaFontaine. Speaking of Don, yes, uh, there was a time when you know I I, w- I was doing very well. It wasn't that long ago, and it was about two thousand five. I was working at Fox and working at CBS and and working at on all these different jobs. And I got a phone call one day where I suddenly lost a huge client more than half of my income was just gone with one phone call oh my gosh and you know it's like getting punched in the stomach and i uh, confided in don and and uh, you know he was very supportive and he had me come over to visit him and he said listen you're too good not to work sure this is a setback and all of that but he said just listen to the voice that you're using right now when we're speaking it's not that high-energy comedy voice that you're known for on CBS and Fox. You're speaking in a lower register. Mm-hmm. I think you ought to explore that. And, and simply, he said, Ooh. find all your voices. Ooh. And I, that really resonated with me. And only about two weeks after that, I had heard that the NBC television network was looking for a new voice for their dramas. Okay. Now, I had never done anything like that before in my life, but Don really did inspire me to kind of uh, get into exploring that lower register of my voice. And mm-hmm. I, per, uh, I produced a voiceover demo, you know, kind of a fake demo. I, I took copy from here and there and, you know, wrote down things from magazines and, and listened to TV shows and mm-hmm. trailers. And I produced a demo with that lower register. And I ended up getting that job at, at NBC, and Look I was the that. voice of their dramas for almost two years. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. So I was going to ask you, because the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out, which is, I know, a pretty crazy title. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, oh, have you ever been in a funk? And I thought, oh, probably not. I mean, look <laughs> at your success. But it sounds like you found this incredible mentor who was already, you know, a friend and a colleague mm-hmm. and who helped you out of that funk. Yes, exactly. And, you know... Uh, you never know what someone else is going through and, and what their struggles are. And, and maybe from the outside, you, you look at someone, you go, wow, she has it all, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the truth is, you know, like just about everyone else, you know, I worked in radio for a number of years. 
I can't tell you how many times I've been fired from a radio station, you know. Right. Not because, you know, it was justified. It was maybe sometimes it was. But they, they, they make changes and things like that. And then I selected a career in voiceover that has no stability whatsoever. <laughs> of course. So I, I call my, you know, career, both in radio and in voiceover, a roller coaster ride. Right. And I hate roller coasters, I'm sad to say. My, my poor wife, Anne, who right. I co-wrote this book with, <laughs> has always had to, when our kids were young, go on the roller coaster rides with uh, our kids because I, I just could not handle it. I them, hate but, them, too. Oh, you know yeah. that. The bottom that, dropping out. That Blech. soon as it drops out, and that so relates to what has happened to me and so many other people in their careers and their lives mm-hmm. when suddenly, without notice, the bottom just drops out. Right. So what advice would you give to people when the bottom drops out? It's always about staying positive. And mm-hmm. again, you know, that's one of the <laughs> the supreme negatives that comes into your life. You know, you start to actually, if you start to believe that, gosh, maybe I don't fit in here or, uh, you know, this if you take in that negativity, it's going to work against you. So, uh, again, it's, it's more about, I think you redouble your efforts. I think when right. bad things happen to you, unfortunate things happen, uh, keeping that positive attitude, uh, continue to set goals and go after them. I'm the kind of, kind of person that I'll set a goal, for example, like writing a book. Now, I've never written a book before, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to tell some of these stories. And, and so when I have a new goal, I'll dedicate one hour a day to only that Ooh, that's that goal good. and work at it every day and not miss uh, and you'll be surprised when you work at something new and different and something that's out of your norm you know and out of your regular schedule a completely different uh, muscle i guess you know in your creative toolbox mm-hmm. if you work at it uh, an hour a day you'll be surprised how quickly you can move it along you are very disciplined i do <laughs> i like that I guess so. I guess so. I, you know, uh, it seems to, it's a natural trait for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but thank you. I, I guess I am. <laughs> and also, I want to talk about you helped found the Don LaFontaine voiceover lab, which I, I went to. I went to the orientation and I went to the uh, poker classic. Oh, yeah. Um, so tell me about, you know, you, you founded this with Paul Pape mm-hmm. and, and George. George Whittem, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, Paul was Don's uh, best friend, and when Don suddenly passed away in 2008, Paul had uh, called me and said, you know, I really want to do something to honor Don, and uh, and I agreed, and we hit upon different ideas, and it was Paul who came up with this idea of creating a voiceover lab where people could go in and experiment with their voices, and no judgment, and absolutely free of charge. And it's that opportunity to take seminars and workshops and hone your skills. And no matter what level you're, you're at at that particular time, you could be an entry-level voiceover uh, person, you know, who, who really hasn't had any um, schooling sure. or any kind of classes whatsoever, or someone who is uh, a working voiceover actor. There's something there, you know, to be found. And what it came out of originally was Don uh, was so busy back when he was in his day, in the heyday. It's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Before we had, uh, you know, ISDN lines where you could connect from your home studio, you used to have to drive in, you know, to your uh, your gig. Right. And Don had so many gigs that it was impossible for him to drive from studio to studio to studio. He didn't even have time to find a parking space. So he hired, uh, he bought a limo. And he hired a driver. And he was known 
for, you know, the guy in the limo. And, uh, I heard that. The, the voice of her guy in the limo. And so it was out of necessity, not out of anything else. It, you know, it wasn't an ego thing or anything like that. And I would see Don at, you know, countless studios, you know, throughout the week, you know, all week long. Mm-hmm. But what he started to do was, for young hopefuls, he would find out about them somehow and invite them for a ride-along. Melissa Disney came on my show and told me about did this. Did Melissa do it? Oh, yes, my she God. did. Yes, That's she so did. funny. I know. Uh, and, and so, yeah, he, he would take a hopeful along with him for a day and imagine learning at the foot of the master <sighs> and to have that time with him, for example, when you're in the car, to talk about the business and then actually see him doing a drama here and a comedy here and a movie here, commercial here. It's it was an education in one day. I'll say. Woo. So that's what we wanted to carry on, you know, in the uh, in the Don LaFontaine voiceover lab. That's fantastic. And I loved meeting Nita, his wife. Nita uh, Whitaker LaFontaine. Oh. Uh, the two of them loomed large in our little voiceover community, always giving back. Uh, and she is incredibly talented. She sure is. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And uh, they have great kids who are also incredibly talented in so many ways, but especially, guess where? In their voice. In their voice. <laughs> They're singers, aren't they? They are. They're all Incredible singers. And Nita, singers. what a voice she has. Uh, remarkable. Mm. Yeah, remarkable. So I would just want to touch on um, your book before we wrap up. Yes. Tell me about uh, the whole process of, I know you said you really wanted to tell these stories and everything. Um, how long did it take you to do this? <laughs> you know, I started uh, on this about three and a half years ago. I had always been looking for something to do with my wife, with Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne is an Emmy Award-winning uh, news journalist, oh. and a, a writer and producer. And um, I'd always come up with ideas that we could do together. And, and she was, she was, oh, that's, that's a good idea, but um, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came upon the idea of the book and we started talking about it, I think she said, you know, that's something we can really do together. That's great. So, uh, and it was a great experience to do it together. Uh, a lot of half the book... Uh, she didn't know me, you know, up until we met when I think I turned 24. So, um, you know, those first years in radio was kind of uh, new for her, you know, to, to learn those stories. Sure. And I enjoyed going back and recreating that era, going back to 1969 and what it was like, what was the music that was playing, what was going on in pop culture, and uh, trying to make the book as visual as possible. So it was... You know, we employed that hour-a-day uh, philosophy that I talk about, and um, we had a wonderful editor who helped us out. And uh, so it was, it was quite a process in uh, about three years, but we're, we're really happy uh, with the outcome and really thrilled to, to hear from people who have read it and have enjoyed it. And it, it's kind of a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it reminds me of uh, the movie Almost Famous. Um, Why is that? Well, you know... It was the Cameron Crowe movie. Mm-hmm. I remember was, that. Uh, yeah, about a, a young guy who was a reporter for Rolling Stone magazine mm-hmm. and uh, kind of embedded with this rock and roll band. And all of these experiences he encountered from being, you know, uh, with this rock and roll band and being just a kid, you know, yes. and learning all of these, as I said, <laughs> great stuff and sure. maybe not so good, you know, sure. great stuff, you know. Sure. But, it is that kind of coming-of-age uh, story. It's filled with humor, and um, it, it touches on a lot of different uh, genres within the voiceover career in radio, but more importantly, the focus for me is to tell people not to give up and to go after your dreams 
you're going to see that there are a lot of ups and downs along the way. We all experience it. Continue to believe in yourself and be positive and stay focused in, you know, what your goals are. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Just throw out your website and your YouTube channel and all that. Sure. Thanks very much. It's uh, joecipriano.com. That's with a C, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is available you know, for Nook, Kindle, uh, iTunes, on all iDevices, at Amazon.com as well, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can go to livingonairbook.com if you would like an autograph. Uh, Ooh, uh, copy of sounds the book, good. I'm, I'm happy to do that. All right. So thanks very much. Thanks, this Joe. Was really great. Thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. If you missed any part of today's show with Joe Cipriano, you can hear the entire conversation up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And I'll be back next week right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.